This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Zucker carries down low. Back for Dumba. Backhander was blocked. Zucker fires. Loose puck. Stall has it. And a save by Hart. They score! And welcome in to Score North Live. Rami is out. Uh, I believe. I believe he is out, gentlemen. If I'm not mistaken, now through the new year or no, uh, till New Year's not Eve. New enough. Year's Eve. Not long enough. Not, not long enough. Turn your mic on. I am on. Okay. No, that was my fault. Oh, all right. That's okay. Pot okay. him down again, Manny. Thanks. Yeah. Better <laughs> Sounded better. Better off. Uh, so, so the cast of characters for today's Score North Live will be with you until a collar purple daily takes over at two o'clock. Zolgad, Danny Cunningham, Declan Goff here for segment one. Manny Hill, as always, producing. We are in the TCL broadcast studios, and uh, Declan joins us because we're going to, uh, for one of the rare times in the afternoon at least, take Judd's Hockey Show to the airwaves here. You know, I've always said Judd's Hockey Show is better with more me. Yeah, you did, and huh. we've always the numbers don't reflect that. And but. we've always disagreed with you, but we have no choice but to take you on here. But that's fine. We welcome you. That's we okay. welcome you because Stick we feel, taps for me. No, no, because we feel that we can convert you to our sport, right? Because after watching your sport for the past few weeks, there's no way that you love your sport as much now. That Pelicans game last night. Oh, I love my sports still. I just don't think that the uh, oh, the, the remember, local team is all that. Good. Remember when we all thought. The Wolves were definitely going to win more games in the Wild when these seasons They're making started it interesting. Mackie and I debated I, that, and Mackie's like, "What? Well, of course they're going to win more games. Yeah. That didn't happen. That's not going to work. <sighs> that, that game, I... The Wild are going to hit a slide at some point. Oh, of course. You guys the worry. swoon is around the corner, gentlemen. It might be happening right now. It was always, usually always happens in January, right? Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's around the corner. <laughs> it does. It's man. around the corner. Thanks a lot. I can it's smell coming, it. It's coming. Up. I can smell Thanks it. a lot. It's coming. But here's but here is the key difference from the ordinary wild schedule, and this is why this year is a very weird year. And whoever approved this with the wild was absolutely crazy. But the wild plays a, another road game. They've played many tonight in Phoenix. The Yotes, Taylor Hall, and the Taylor Coyotes. Hall and the Yotes, baby. Okay, Hall and, Hall and Yotes. Yotes, love it. One p.m. Oh, that's awful. One p.m. It's awful. That's, great. That's, great. that's fantastic. It was funny the first time I saw it, and after that, I'm like, okay, yeah, this you, is sort you of don't like fun. Continue. Sort of, I, Hall I, and I, Yotes. That's not true. I love fun. I just. How do you not love that? That that is the ultimate sports dad joke. Hall and Yotes, baby. That oh is no, the ultimate okay. sports dad joke. Here's why. <laughs> I'm a cool sports dad. Okay. Sports dads are oh, notoriously man. most of them not cool. I'm I'm the cool dad. 
I'm the cool sports dad. Don and Stella beg to differ. But. Stella does not. Stella thinks I'm awesome. <laughs> Stella, Stella thinks I'm great. Stella's, yeah. a dog. Stella's got enough legs left as Zach Preezy right now. I don't know <laughs> That's I mean. not true. Yeah. That's, I take that back. Uh, take that back. So the Wild plays tonight on the road. They return home Saturday for a 1 p.m. game, I believe, against the Jets. And Manny, the difference is this time around, that will start a stretch of, and this is going to sound absolutely crazy, and I've verified it like three times because it sounds so stupid, 18 of 22 at home. Oh, my God. Only in the National Hockey League could some whatever you want to call that person design that schedule. Tom Foolery. And then whoever approved it. The Wolves could only be so lucky. The Wolves don't have a stretch of more than three consecutive home games the entire season. (laughs) 18 of 22 at home is so stupid in so many ways. It's beyond belief. Like, nobody, hey, you know what? For three months, no wild game, but now, wild game every night. It's crazy. It's absolutely stupid. But, I mean, all things considered, they survived this road-heavy test pretty well. That's true. in the limited home games they've had, they're 9-1-3. and They have points in all but one home game this year. Mm-hmm. So last year they had a snide at home. They weren't very good at home, but historically they've been one of the better home teams in the NHL since they've come in the league. And if you rattle off, let's say so in those 18 games, we did some of this math on Judd's Hockey Show. So 18 games times two, that's 36 points. Let's say you come away with 28 points. I'll factor in some overtime losses into there. Mm-hmm. Well, all of a sudden, you are like cementing yourself in the playoff field, especially with how good you're playing at home. Because right now they're a bubble team. They're two points out. They're uh, three points out of a wild card spot with a lot of season left to play. Yep. But if you take care of business at home and win 75 or get points in 75% of them, you're going to put yourself in the playoff conversation, not even conversation, in the fold as one of the best seeds in the in the West. This is true. Now, the problem now is Koivu's out. Yep. And, and I believe he went on this road trip and got sent home, which means something went oh, wrong. Must be rough. Spurgeon Spurgeon's out. That's a loss for sure. Erickson Eck is out with, Big loss. with an upper body, i.e. concussion. Why do they do that? Uh, it's an old school hockey thing that's absolutely beyond stupid and should not be allowed. It's dumb. It, it, Let, let's have some more transparency here, hockey folks. It used to be playoffs because, you know, we're playing a series and we don't want you to know what, what's wrong, which is stupid because players and coaches can find out whatever they want. The yeah. only the only thing you're hiding it from is, is fans. It used to be playoffs. And then uh, Ken Holland, who's now the GM of the Oilers, I believe when, like 10 years back or so, he was GM of Detroit, he decided that this was a good idea in season. Mm. And nobody said, oh, no, that's a bad idea. Bad idea. Being hockey people, they're like, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. And again, I tell you, guys guys who know what's wrong with players, coaches, all coaches, all players, stick boys, arena ticket people, the only people that don't know are the fans, so it's just a stupid I- idea. But now the latest to be added to the wild injury list was Jason Zucker a couple nights ago, uh, blocking a shot, right, Declan? Yeah, yeah, hate to see it. Foot, I believe. Okay. Lower body, if you no, want. No, not foot, lower yeah. body. Lower body. Get it right. LBI. Some hockey sent home, though, correct? Yes, sent home. So now he's lower out. Body. Danny is exactly right. I've always said, too, per usual on hockey. Well, it's... The reason why, and people have debated me about this for years, the reason why I said this is stupid is gambling purposes. And pe- people are like, oh, who cares? And I said this. I can fi- If I really want to find out what's wrong, I can find out. And if I find out that a guy's trying to play through something, mm-hmm. and it gives me a- an advantage in gambling, 
It's why football puts out, and I know, I know teams try and lie as well, but at least football has a system that, that they're supposed to follow. And I, uh, and per what Detroit, you can get in big trouble for not following it. Yeah. Right. Hockey's just got this willy nilly, hey, it's an upper body. It's an upper body problem. I mean, if you want to grow the game too, this isn't the way to do it. No, it's not. But with <laughs> it's such a it's such a hockey with game. Zucker out, yes, I sir. I really thought, all right, it's going to be Jerry time, full swing. They called up Your Gerald Mayhew. With Gerald Mayhew. Let me let me educate the choice. hockey edge, uh, hockey audience Jerry, here man. on 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 Gerald it's Mayhew. It's Kata Bates D. Okay. You know? Oh, he's going to make it big. The Wild hey, for an NBA player. The Wild for years have had one of the worst AHL franchises. Statistically, in, in the decade, they've, not had, wild, not, they've not had the prospects. They've not had the talent. Last year, things changed. They actually had a deep little playoff run. Gerald May, he was twenty six year old, kind of an unknown. Scores twenty eight goals in the old regular season. Mm-hmm. Goes on a playoff run where he scores nine goals in ten games. Mm-hmm. He's off to another hot start this year. Fourteen goals in twenty games. Mm-hmm. In his last hundred games played, he has fifty goals scored. Granted, at the minor league level, but an insane amount of goals. And with Zucker out. I thought this would be the perfect time to get him in because he's only played, I think, like seven games in his NHL career, a yes. little bit up and down the sure. last year. And you think this would be the perfect time with Zucker out, get him into a top six and see what you have. Because this is a season of learning and acceptance and figuring out which young players are part of your future. And I know Jerry's more on the 27 side, but you need to figure out if this guy can score goals at the NHL level. And how many times in, in all sports, especially baseball, have we seen a triple-A player Chris Parmley, right, put up big-time numbers only for it not to be real at the MLB. But you need to figure out, and you're in a position right now with so many injuries and where your season's at, you need to figure that out. And the problem is they sent him back to Iowa yesterday. I don't know why. I'm totally baffled by that move. Figure out what you have in him. You have an opportunity to put him in the lineup. Because part of the problem here now is, unlike when we were 10 games in and they absolutely stunk, they're on the precipice of thinking that they might uh, be okay. Which okay, so that brings me to a question that that I want to go around the room and, and talk about. Are the question is this: Who is doing it right? The Timberwolves right now are falling off the cliff. They're <laughs> awful. Have fallen off the cliff. They've fallen <laughs> off the cliff. They're terrible to watch. They are. It makes my. I, I watched a halftime last night and said, I can't take this garbage. This is crap. That was not and, great. And I know that Ryan doesn't enjoy. Well, and this. part of last night. Carl Anthony Townsend play. Sure, sure. And that's, that's a big reason. But I know that Ryan does not in- enjoy this. But secretly, if I'm Gerson, I'm like, hey, oh, no, we've lost again. Well, I'm not un- upset about that. Cat has to sit out. Oh, no. Okay. So, Danny, start with you. In your mind, who is doing this right? Because I do, I really do appreciate, and now it's not going to put people in the building for sure, and it's causing people to tune out. But they are also going off the cliff or are off the cliff, and there's no real debating it. I think that for as bad as you can be with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins both playing well, that's kind of best-case scenario. Because you're not a team that came into this season with aspirations of making the playoffs. No one thought that was going to be be the case, right? Mm -hmm. Well, if you're not going to make the playoffs, why be mediocre? Right? Why would you want to be in the middle? Yep. So because of that, I think that fans should... I, I, and listen, losing games is not something you want to get used to. But for the future of this franchise, you need to remember that they've got a system that they've built offensively and defensively that they really do believe will work. And I'm actually pretty on board with the system. And they're operating those systems to the best of their abilities. They just don't have the 
personnel to operate those systems. And they knew that coming into this year. That's why they were not going to be bad. That's why a number of their offseason acquisitions after they did not get D'Angelo Russell were one-year deals. Sure, They were relatively cheap this offseason, and it was a really smart thing to do. They had a good, after missing out on D'Angelo Russell, they had a good offseason with a lot of the the cheaper one-year pieces that they picked up because it gives them another opportunity to go forward again next year. And then probably the year after that is when something real can happen. So, Dex, the point is this. Part of the Wilds' issue is that they don't, they've got a coach that can milk points. Yeah, really good coach. Boudreaux's unbelievable. Ryan can't do that. Ryan no, can't milk wins. He can't. It, it's, it's probably, it's probably more difficult in basketball for sure, but he also just simply is not at, at a point in his life where he probably knows how to maximize things yeah. on a nightly basis. I, I think talent probably wins out more nights in the I NBA think right. than more than yeah. nights in the NBA. I agree with that. But yeah. if, but if the Wild had a Ryan Saunders age kid behind the bench, they would stink right now. So, to Danny's point, the Wild right now looks like a team because I don't think they're ever going to get good here. But right now, for 2019-20, they look like a team that can milk points, get points, and be in that, well, we might be an eighth seed or we might not make the playoffs, but we sure as heck aren't going to be a, a top three team in our division. Is this doing it right? It depends because I think... Typically, I, I would have leaned towards no, especially at the beginning of the season, because I thought this team can't win. I didn't think the young kids were ready to take a big step forward. I thought the veterans are too old. The goaltending is on the wrong side. I, I really thought this would be the time to finally get a top five pick. They haven't been in the top 10 since 2012. Um, and all their first round picks have either been traded away or just haven't materialized into game breakers, as uh, they love to say in hockey. So I thought this would be the time to do it. Now, the thing is with the way the young players have been playing this season, they have now elevated those expectations. You have Kevin Fiala, who looks awesome right now. He's been scoring goals and, and been playing a very sound game. Ryan Donato's being a put in a situation where it might be a little uncomfortable, but he's starting to show his stripes. Jordan Greenway, Joel Erickson, Luke Cunningham has been their best line all season. I know X now injured, but that line has consistently been Minnesota's best line and being used in situations that young kids would probably be afraid of, and they've been successful while asked to do, diffi- while asked be- while asked to do difficult tasks. Mm-hmm. So because the young kids have stepped things up, I think it's more beneficial for this team to possibly get in the playoffs because the only way they were going to get in was if the young kids took a step forward. Beginning of the year, I didn't think that was possible. Over this last month, though, it's convincing me that I'd much rather see these young kids continue to take step forwards and see what they can do in the playoffs for the betterment of their experience. Okay, so that that gets us to a very intriguing question then, which is, as the trade deadline in late February approaches, and you've got Eric Stahl, and I believe he has five to ten teams, right? Something like that. On a no-trade list, but it's not a, a complete no, no movement. Move, no trade. So he doesn't have that. He, he's got some teams. Some movement. And let's say that you are in a position now to <laughs> make this playoff run, or just a run to the playoffs, not an actual run within them. Do you then trade him out from under this group? and accept your fate if you can get, let's say, a first-round pick? Because the way he's playing right now, he's worth a high draft pick. Like, if I'm a if I'm a how veteran high, team... How high draft pick? First-round pick. I think like you, I think like you get in a, the 20 to 30 range of a playoff team, right? Yes, but I can let's say I can get that. I don't want... See, I don't think uh, a draft pick between 20 and 30 is going to be beneficial for the team. It could be if I have the right people drafting. Maybe, but as see, I... See, I, I don't think you can say it's not going to be beneficial. You don't know that. True. 
But where I threw this at Judd, he asked me this question earlier this week on Judd's hockey show too. I'm more interested in getting a player back, a classic hockey trade player for player. Right, but you I, would make that trade then? Yes, I would make that so trade. So you're not shutting down a stall trade? No, I'm not shutting okay. it down. But I'm honestly more intrigued by a player, possibly younger in return, kind of like what they did with Coyle and Donato, where Donato was basically Barry in Boston, had a, had a ceiling of tra- possibly being a successful NHL player, and they got a young person in return. I'm more intrigued by a young person who could help this team now. Okay. And there might be some growing pains, but I don't want to wait three to four years for my 28th overall draft pick to develop when I don't know where the Wild are going to be in five years. But if Stahl is seen as a core guy, you would not be adverse to saying, we really like you, you've done a good job, We're let's say we're in the 10th position, mm-hmm. and we could get up to 8th, but we'll trade you. Because yeah. I, I do think that that's the key thing here, that you can't... I appreciate that they're better. I really appreciate the fact that I'm with you. I didn't think that these kids would develop as a group this quickly, and they've done a really nice job so far. So there's a lot of intangibles here and good things, but I also don't think that that can get in the way of saying, But we've and we've got this veteran guy, and he's really helping, so we'll keep him. I think you are in a position where if you get to the deadline in February and somebody comes to you and says, I'll give you this, and you say, that's, a, that's pretty good. It might not help us immediately, but in 2000. 2021 it's going to, I think that's where Bill Guerin has to pull a trigger. I just don't think that with the Wild having no real center of the future, that's not Joel Erickson Eck, who's a nice center, but not a, not a top six center. I, I don't think he really is. He's Koivu's replacement, yeah. almost spot on. He's a defensive style center. So I don't think the Wild are in a position where you can just trade away a center for draft capital. You need to get a center back in return. Okay. If you lose Eric, let, let's say you lost Eric Stahl right now from your roster, because Koivu's already out and Eck's out. So now you have Victor Rask and Ryan Donato, and Victor Rask should never be playing above the fourth line. We now have seen that to be the case. You can't skate. So you you would be handicapping your team. If Kaprizov is coming over, who's going to pass him the puck? You need a – and I, look, number one centers are hard to find in this league. You can't just go out and find them on, off the street. They're, they're tough to find. You have to get savvy and creative and how you're going to get it. And I don't, I don't think you can give up Eric Stahl for the, that 30th pick. You need to get a center, young player back. 651-646-8255. If you'd like to join the conversation, 651-646-8255. Score North Live. Manny Hill, I'll, I'll ask you the same question. I just asked these two guys. Who's doing it more right right now? The Wolves are wild. Because neither's really very good. Yeah. I, I, I lean Wolves because, especially now, I think with, with where the Wolves are, 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 trying to head to the direction they're trying to head in i think as for as ugly and annoying and frustrating as this eight game losing streak has been i think long term for the franchise this it's it's better if they don't make the playoffs they can get get back into the lottery have an outside chance at getting maybe a top five pick i don't know how strong this 2020 draft class is going to be is the draft good danny this upcoming draft there's it's very guard heavy which could be a good thing for the Wolves. Yeah. There, there's uh, one kid who I, I, I really do like is actually Greg Anthony's son, Cole Anthony. He's okay. a freshman at North Carolina. He's going to be a one-and-done kid. He actually just had a he had to have his knee scoped, so he's probably not going to play a whole ton at North Carolina this year. He's out the next four to six weeks, but I think he could be a— I've watched him a couple of times so far, and I think he could be a, really impact, a real impact player. Um, there's that James Wiseman kid from Memphis that's— a center going could be a really good player in the NBA. Um, Lamelo Ball, Lonzo Ball, who was here last night with the Pelicans, he's not very good, but his younger brother actually might be pretty good in the NBA. Lamelo Ball. Um, Does Dad come along with him? 
I mean, Dad's kind of disappeared. Lately. I, we haven't. Heard I don't. I don't know if that. I don't know if that's because lately. the world has realized that Lonzo is just not very good, right? <laughs> or what it is. But Dad has. Not, we haven't heard much from Dad. Um, R.J. Hampton is another kid that's currently playing professionally in New Zealand, New Zealand, Australia, the the, uh, the NBL, where Lonzo Ball is also playing. So there's it's it's very guard heavy because yeah. I mean three of the four guys I just named are guards. There's a kid from uh, Georgia that's supposed to be very good. He's a two or a three, so it, it's very guard heavy. But the top of the draft should be solid. I don't know if it's going to be Zion Williamson and John Morant like the top of this draft was, and R.J. Barrett for that matter too. But I, I think it'll be solid. The one thing I think about both of these teams now, too, is, is this. I think if either one of them puts a premium on trying to win games b- because fans are going to come back for this year, I think they're crazy. Yeah, I think they're absolutely crazy. The fans are gone. Like, you have to, if you are Taylor or Craig in St. Paul with Leopold's team, I think you have to accept your fans, except for your hardcores, are gone. Yes. The X comparatively is empty compared to what, what we've seen since Parisi and Suter got here. Target Center, heck, I, I was at the Utah game a week ago Wednesday with Danny, and that place was empty for that game, mm-hmm. and I'm sure last night was the same story. Last night was a, a decent crowd mm-hmm. because so many people bought tickets for that game in the preseason. <laughs> oh, for Zion? Zion? Zion was supposed to be yeah. there. And they showed up. I'm surprised they, they I wouldn't have shown up. Probably thirteen thousand people there last night. Oh, I don't know. Too many. It was it was a better crowd than a typical Wednesday night because a lot of people were there. Hey, we're going to see Zion's first game in Minneapolis. Yeah, you know and when Zion doesn't play. come, I probably would have been like, I'm going to throw those tickets in the uh, wastebasket. I think the wild. That's why I'm so torn on this question because I, I think the wild the wild can get one superstar. I mean. You know, do we know when Kaprizov is going to come over? He's supposedly coming over this For season. Real? Okay, so he comes over, and if they can get another superstar, yeah, they'll be in great shape. Yeah, I mean, you you look at teams in the last decade that have won multiple cups: Pittsburgh, Chicago. You know, Chicago had Tane and Caves. Pittsburgh had Malkin and, and Crosby. Crosby. Yeah. I mean, you if you can get, I think in the NHL when you can get two stars. You know, one like superstar and another guy that's like a star, or both superstars would be great. I think you're in pretty good shape. The Wild have to find a way to get to get to that point. Yeah, I think they'll be good. I, that's that's what I'm saying. Where if Kaprizov can come over here, and he he's obviously can score goals. He's obviously, I think, going to draw some attention. But you need some other dynamic player to pass on the puck. You you absolutely need that. Yep. And I don't know if that's another Russian because that's also been in conversation. Someone else from the KHL. But I think you have to. Get, I think you have to get savvy with the trade. I think that's that's where you'll have to be. That's the one thing is is if you did tank, let's say you just got awful. The and, wild. Yes. Yeah. The wild. Let's say you got the one thing that this team has never had and desperately needs is that guy, a dominant center. And those guys are hard to find. Mm-hmm. And those guys are not got you know, you're not going to call a team and pry away that guy. That's a guy that you're almost certainly going to ha- have to draft. And that's the that's the reason why I, I'm really torn here because I like to see the kids doing well, and I think that's good. Yeah, their success is good. Now, if this was led by Koivu and Zucker and Stahl, I'd say no, no, no. That this makes no sense. Parisi, Suter, that would make no sense to me. But I like to see the kids playing well. The other part of me, though, that's torn and and almost hopes for a major swoon of some sort is the draft pick. 
And if you can get that center, if you can get Kaprasov, and I'm not saying like his buddy to play there, I'm saying a guy who you plug in and establishes himself as a top player there. And that is a hard job. Those guys are hard to find. And again, I don't think that you can call a team in June and get that guy. And it's it's kind of the same thing with the Wolves. I mean, Danny and I were just talking about this on Raised by Wolves the other day. You look at all the teams that have won NBA titles the last however many years. They've always had a great, I mean, it's really, you can count on one hand, the the guys here, the examples, great wing, dynamic superstar wing players. I mean, LeBron, Kawhi, sure. Evan Durant. Yeah. The this Wolves decade, need that type of player, too. This decade, there's been one best player on a championship team that wasn't a winger or a guard. That was Dirk in 2011. Yep. <laughs> that was a very special circumstance. Yep. Mm-hmm. And ho- hockey, same thing, right, Dex? Same thing. When When's the last time a team won a cup, and down the middle you're like, ah, oh, they're okay. You know, that they yeah, don't have wow. one guy or two guys. I mean, St. St. Louis had such a great run. And Ryan uh, O'Reilly, Buffalo, that's, that's... The supporting cast in St. Louis is what pushed them over the top. Yes. The and, supporting cast. And the trade that Buffalo made to send O'Reilly to St. Louis was beyond stupid. Yes. But you can't count on that trade. No. Right. And, I mean, and a couple of notes going in tonight. It sounds like Jared Spurgeon's a game-time decision, so he might be coming back tonight. And Devin Dubnik will start. That will be so interesting. First start, first start in a month for Devin Dudnik. We've been out with a uh, family issue. Let's go to the phone lines. Hey, Andrew, what's up? Hey, guys, I'll be real quick. I think it's an easy answer. You got a 24-year-old superstar on one team. You don't have a superstar on the other. Good point. And to touch, and touch on the draft, I think this NBA draft is absolutely loaded at the top. If you can get yourself in the top six or seven, you're going to get yourself a star. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Andrew. If if Towns can play center for the Wild, I'm all ears. Well, that's true. I mean, I yes. don't think he'd be a good skater. You'd need the biggest Wiggy? stick. Wigg- Wiggins, maybe? Can Wiggy? Wiggy. Can I think skate? Wiggy could he be would good. not be well, motivated. He's Canadian, he's Canadian. Anyway, so. yeah. He's from yeah. Vermont. Okay, fine. I'd, I'd entertain But him. he's not a center. No. He's no, a winger. Wing but put Towns him in net. is a center. I don't know. Put him in net. No, Towns is a defenseman. Towns is like Chara. But he if, barely has to move. Just give him the biggest twig possible. He barely has to skate. He would have to get an exception. From the league. Paul Bull Jackson. Dion. For a, For a stick. His stick, he'd have to get an exception from the league because his stick would, the stick he would need. Charles got that stick. Yeah, got Charles it. has an exception. Yeah, he'd get it in a second. He'd he would need it. one, though. He'd get it. I'm not saying he would Hockey be not difficult. being progressive and wanting to do that? I don't know. Yeah, hockey, hockey cracking down what? when they shouldn't. That what? never happens. <laughs> don't, you know, don't you guys know hockey culture? It's really above board and great. Oh, my gosh. Thanks, Dex. Yeah, no problem. Should the Twins make a major move and send uh, two well-known players to the Mets for a pitcher? We'll discuss that next with our buddy Jake DePew from ScoreNorth.com.